Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I've got work to do for our city. Let's get started, right? We got work to do. Oh, my God. The Isley Brothers. Your Vinjarovsky show. No one knows about that. For Friday, <laughs> December 16th, is brought to you by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all things there is to know the city of Chicago. Where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink. Concert listings. Those are back now. Yeah, you don't have to just stay in your house like a prisoner anymore and you can go to a concert it's pretty fun go check out the listings and so much more including columns from our very own ben jarofsky ben tell everybody about your latest column ed burke good riddance ed burke alderman ed burke I pull a, take apart the career of ed burke and i ask this question why why oh why oh why did uh, Chicagoans line up to shake his hand at some function? I read that in Chiacopo's column. And that I was going to do uh, an analysis of Ed Burke's career after he stepped down. I go, hey, I've let it go. Uh, this is ancient history. Millennials and Zs, don't, they don't care about this stuff. And then I read about these people lined up. You're still my guy. I'm like, Chicago, what is with you? Why do you revere bad people so much? Why do you like bully mayors? You've got this weird twisted thing where like the nastier and more corrupt the person is, the better they are. So I kind of just lay it out there. So even Z's and millennials can't duck it anymore, D. And baby boomers are worse because they live through it. So I'm going to absolve Z's and millennials. They weren't even living through the worst of it. But baby boomers are like, well, that was then, Ben. Can't you get over it? Huh. Maybe boomers will justify absolutely anything when it comes to corruption and nastiness in Chicago. Why, D? Because they got their garbage can. You know what I mean? They fall in love with their ottoman. The street was paved. Times were simpler back then, all right? Just give me a garbage can and I'm yours forever, Ed Burke. I'm a baby boomer. Anyway, so I take apart the career of Ed Burke. Trying to figure out, D, like, put together the Mount Rushmore. You know, the Mount Rushmore, the great four great presidents. So everybody is the Mount Rushmore of basketball, the Mount Rushmore of football, the four greatest. So my Mount Rushmore for Ed Burke, you can't do the four good things he did because there are none citywide anyway. So the four bad things he did, I had a little help. I'm not going to name the people who helped me uh, winnow down this list, deep, but let's just say I talked to a few of them. Okay. I don't think they want to go on the record. <laughs> They're still afraid that Burke may have some power and come after them. You know, he's a very powerful man. He helped name all the judges. At one point, he was like a a key slate maker for judges, Cook County. You know, D? <laughs> Not a good idea to say anything bad about Ed Burke. Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com. And if you want to help out this program, you can. chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky. J-O-R-A-V as in victory, S-K-Y. It is Friday, December 16th, and this is the Ben Jarofsky Show's Oh 
What a week. And now your host, Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this year. Gets off a good one Friday, and here's why. Before I hand things over to Dennis for oh, what a week. Uh, I have to share with you a pretty funny joke. I got to give Shia Kapos credit. Uh, she does the political uh, Politico's Illinois playbook every day. Must reading uh, for political junkies, in my humble opinion. She has all the listing, everything everybody's up to. Uh, but today, uh, she started off. Uh, here's her lead. I'll read it to you. Um, uh, it's the last playbook of the year. We'll be back Tuesday, January 3rd. <laughs> what are we going to do, D? It's always that moment of panic. Oh, no, no, Shia. It's been great fun being part of your morning, and we look forward to more shenanigans in 2023. It's that time of year when we recognize the Illinois public officials and notable names who stood out for all their good and gaffes. Uh, and then there's presents that she's suggesting. And here's uh, her present for Lori Lightfoot. Uh, an Uber Eats gift certificate to, to um, a wiener circle, even though we already know she had the has the biggest one in Chicago. So I thought that was I actually kind of laughed out loud D, when I read that. Um, you recall that was one of the um, stories of the year uh, when uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot allegedly has she denied saying it. You know, I can't remember if she's actually denied saying it and she's not on tape. So uh, it was an allegation made in a lawsuit allegedly said that uh, uh, she has the biggest dick in Chicago. So uh, that uh, memory was on Shia's mind when she came up with that very funny joke. All right, D without further ado, give us, Oh, what a week. All right. Got to make sure when to edit the part where you said Dick. <laughs> you can't. How's it going, everybody? My name's Dennis. Let's talk about what happened in the city of Chicago this week. Once again, not much worth talking about statewide. Our apologies once again to Governor Pritzker for leaving him out of this week's show. And we legalized cannabis! <laughs> All right. Thanks for that reminder. Yes, yes, we did. I love you, too. Aww. That was nice. <laughs> Yeah, we love you back. All right, before we get down to business with a jam-packed 2023 Chicago mayoral candidate update, we have a 2022 Chicago gambling update. That's right. Ben, uh, can you put those quarters in there for me real quick? All right, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, let's see what we get here. Pull it down. Oh, hell yeah! We do love gambling here on the Ben Jarofsky Show, but we do have gambling update. Here's the update. Soon you will get to gamble at a casino in Chicago. After 30 years of trying, the Chicago City Council gave a nod to establishing a casino in the city. The council approved zoning for Bally's to build a $1.7 billion casino, billion with the B, in the city's River West neighborhood. I've taken a walk over there a few times at Chicago Avenue and Halstead Street. All right. Uh, so this was really never in doubt. Uh, this is the casino. Uh, the, re the revenue has already been uh, designated uh, to buttress pension funds, police pension funds, the fire pension funds. City desperately needs money uh, to meet its pension obligations. And uh, we've talked about this many, many, many times. I have mixed feelings about uh, the casino coming to Chicago. On the one hand, 
I don't know. You got to build it. So that's jobs. You got to run it. So that's jobs. Uh, it will bring in revenue. So that's money. Uh, if all goes well, there'll be a hotel there. There'll be restaurants there. There'll be a music venue there. Uh, so that's entertainment. Uh, Chicago could use a boost after what was it? Two years of doldrums because of the pandemic. So that's on the one hand, uh, on the other hand, (laughs) it's a pretty crummy way to fund your government by soaking the saps who go to casinos. Right. You know, I'm trying to think of what do you get out of casino uh, that is productive? And we had this conversation. I had this conversation, uh, by the way, I'm going to promote uh, one of the uh, weekend drops of Brendan Schiller, who is the son of uh, former older woman, Helen Schiller and Brendan, a political activist and uh, lefty lawyer, just got fed up with the system, left Chicago, has moved to Vegas uh, and is uh, making a living as a poker player. Yes, a poker player. All right. You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And when you know when to hold them and know when to fold them, you can make some money. Now, he, that, he's just playing games with other poker players. But by and large, you go to a casino, you're up against the casino. And guess what? It's all stacked against you. You're going to lose. You're just going to then start feeding more money into it. You're going to waste money you don't have. And this is how we're going to support our p- police pensions. The other day, they, uh, the lefty alderman, all power to the lefty alderman, uh, try to have a meeting in the city council in order uh, to put a referendum on the ballot, in which, which you, the voters, could decide whether you would want to impose a tax on the wealthiest property uh, in the, excuse me, on the transfer of the wealthiest property in the city of Chicago, property worth more than a million dollars. There would be a special tax slapped on it, uh, and that money would be used uh, to build housing for people who have no housing. So, Uh, Instead of allowing you, the voters, to vote on that, uh, the mayor and her allies uh, engineered a plan by which there were not enough aldermen on the floor for a quorum to meet, to even have the vote as to whether you would get the referendum. I know it's complicated, but I think most of you understand. So that is an example of a progressive tax because it hits hardest at the people who can most afford to pay it. Instead of going in that direction, we're going in the other direction. We're going to squeeze the saps who go to a casino. Now, I think there's got to be better ways uh, to meet our obligations. So, D, I'm very uncomfortable with the notion of a casino coming to, t- to town for that reason. And also, they haven't told us how much public dollars it's going to cost to build that thing. And I do believe it will cost public dollars. So I'm uncomfortable about it for that uh, reason as well. So you don't want to go gambling this weekend? No, I definitely do not want to. Damn. I am a reformed huh. gambler. Huh. I'll find someone now, else. The question I thought you were going to ask me is, if uh, I were Alderman Benny J, would I, would I have voted for the casino? Oh, well, I mean, we can act like I don't know the answer. If you were Alderman for a day, would you vote for the casino? Uh, no, I would have voted no. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I voted no oh my god! Just to be part of the crew that voted no. In this case, though, it's a, the crew. I believe was Ed Burke, Raylo, Anthony. I'm doing this from memory. You got to give me credit, Lisa. I mean, it's, so it's not like a, like a sterling bunch of people. Ed Burke, you know, I just got finished ripping him. I'd be his ally on this one. 
Ed Burke voted against the casino. I didn't, wow, let's just, he just hates on Lori Lightfoot because it's viewed as a triumph for Lori. That's the other weird thing about Chicago. Great triumph for Lori Lightfoot. We are now going to soak saps who can't afford to throw away their money. Good job, Madam Mayor. Uh, but I would have voted no. I was just voting no to vote no. You know, to give everybody another reason to vote me out of office because I'd be tired of being the alderman. I'm going to vote no. So all the unions who are for it would be mad at me, would fund my opponent. I'm going to vote no. So the mayor would denounce me and and support my opponent. I'm going to vote no. So, you know, all the gambling geeks in Chicago would be outraged. Yeah, Yeah, D, what the heck? And then that way I'd be voted voted out of office. Thank God I don't have to get up early anymore. (laughs) By the way, uh, we will have another guest. H.M. is coming on the show and uh, longtime Drovsky show uh, listeners who remember the live stream. He would be one of the guys on the live stream. I, j- I learned this from a Neil Steinberg column. Shout out Neil Steinberg, Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, HM is what they call a rail fan. And when he was a kid, like t- 12 years old or something, he would ride his bike uh, to the area right around the, the uh, Freedom Plant. That's what it's called, the Chicago Tribune Printing Plant, Freedom Center. And he would watch the trains come in uh, to drop off uh what printing supplies uh, at the printing plant. And that like is the geekiest thing a rail fan can do. But I think it's kind of cool. It's so uncool in my humble opinion. It's cool. So he's got a, he's kind of making the argument uh, to keep it there, which is a very interesting uh, argument to make. Uh, so I look forward to talking to him, but yes, Chicago and that used to be that area of Chicago used to have a lot of industry and manufacturing uh, and they're just eradicating and moving it, get it out knock it down, tear it down, uh, and transform it into uh, housing, retail, commercial development, and now a casino. And somehow or other, this is progress for the city of Chicago. You take good-paying manufacturing jobs, and you eradicate them. (laughs) Uh, And you replace them with not as good-paying jobs. And somehow or other, we call that progress in the city of Chicago. The land's worth more uh, so that assessments rise, property tax go up. You continue the phase of gentrification. This is economic development in the city of Chicago. This is a strategy we're following. Uh, And if the businesses want to continue to operate, move them down to the southeast side of Chicago. Just get them out of the north side, all right? Pollute somebody else, not somebody on the north side. Just a you know, it's a, kind of a very interesting concept for what we call progress uh, in Chicago. So, yes, you're absolutely correct. It'll look a lot different uh, once they're done with this casino. And that is why, ladies and gentlemen, I do not believe they can construct this casino without public dollars. It's such a vast difference. The remediation work alone is going to cost a lot of money. Uh, and then the, all the kind of um, road work that they're going to have to do to make good on their guarantee that there will not be traffic congestion will cost money about it, or they won't do it at all. There's always that possibility. So somehow or other, sooner or later, they will unveil uh, the public cost, just like the Bears did. Their Bears are starting to unveil the public costs for their uh, stadium in Arlington Heights, which, ladies and gentlemen, that's not my problem. That's Arlington Heights' problem. I got enough I got enough to worry about with the city of Chicago. All right. By the way, D, it's snowing outside. Are you aware of that? Oh, heck yeah, man. It's been snowing, dude. Breaking news. Breaking. It was like <laughs> 9 in the morning. 
two in the afternoon. We're, we interrupt this program to bring you some breaking news. It's snowing outside. <laughs> Back to you, Dr. D. Breaking news. Ben looked outside the window for the first time today. I just noticed. Oh, my God. It's snowing outside. All but right. at the moment, it's more like a rain. It's not really sticking. I'll give you the updates as they come. All right. In a Chicago CTA update, the council approved a payment plan to extend the red line south to 130th Street via revenue from a special taxing district that runs through the south side. It's a project uh, decades in the making. Special taxing district, what a joke. Uh, that is what they call a TIF, when they don't want to call it a TIF. Why they call it a special taxing district as opposed to a TIF, I will never understand. There's so much wrong with the TIF program in the city of Chicago. I know the very, very least of it is the propensity of reporters to call it a special taxing district. But just call it a TIF. Everybody knows what a TIF is. They bad thing. They know it's a bad thing. <laughs> special taxing district. I remember once talking to a journalism class. It was run by some journal. I can't remember the dude's name, D. I really apologize. But he, he worked for WBZ. And he was, I got in on this riff about how the Tribune, when Lever called, was reluctant to use the word tip. And he defended it. He was like, well, Ben, you have to understand. Not everybody knows what a tip is. Hello, reporter for BZ. You're supposed to educate him. Well, Ben, uh, Special taxing district. Everybody knows what that is. It's a special taxing district. No, no, we don't know what it means. Anyway, it's a TIF, ladies and gentlemen. All right. They're going to create a transit TIF to do this. And I applaud this. I think of all the money wasted with TIF deals. Finally, something that's going to benefit a community that really needs a development. Here, here. I already credited Lori Lightfoot. But I'm going to write a column where I give her credit for this. Because she was the mayor who did. Now, by the way, this deal is not completely done yet. There's a lot of money that has to come from the feds to make this happen. So we'll see if it actually goes down, but at least the city is doing what it has to do, raising the funds that the matching funds that are needed to do it should have been done in the eighties. And by the way, let me just say this, uh, Pat Dow, you are wrong, wrong, wrong about how tips work. She was the lone vote against, against it. Alderman Pat Dow. Uh, she says that, uh, her, uh, constituents and the South Loop are going to be uh, shouldering this. No, no, no. Uh, a TIF is a citywide tax hike. Everybody's paying for it. South Loop's paying for it. North Loop's paying for it. Northwest Side's paying for it. Southwest Side's paying for it. As soon as you create a TIF, you limit the amount of money that the taxing bodies can get from that TIF, that the schools can get from that TIF, the parks can get from that TIF, and they have to raise their tax rates to adjust. So to pretend as though your district is the only one paying for this or to lead people to make that conclusion is erroneous. So this is a citywide tax hike that's being used to benefit the south side of Chicago, the far south side of Chicago. And I say it's about time. So one more time. Thank you, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. And congratulations on getting this through. And city council. Thank you. Because I think there was only one no vote. Pat Dow. Moving on to something we may love even more than gambling, crypto. Oh, man, we love this stuff, too. You love crypto, right, Ben? Crypto. Uh, I love to read about crypto, but I don't really love crypto. And I I remember urging all my uh, friends who... What was the name of that? um, I'm I'm blanking on the name of it. Uh, The... uh, 
the brokerage house that everybody could download the app and make investments. Oh, uh, uh, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. All my friends who were doing Robin Hood, I was like, hey, man, it's cool. You're you're into investing. Don't invest in crypto. And then I would have guys at the bowling alley say, Bip. you told me not to invest in crypto. Well, I'm going to tell you, I pay, I put 100 down. It's worth 10000 What do you say about that? Uh, what, that wasn't the exact amount of money. I'm like, eh, come talk to me in about a year. All right. <laughs> now they're just like, oh, my God, I've lost all my money. Two Chicago mayoral candidates are in a little hot water when it comes to this crypto. Oh, by the way, yes, this is our 2023 Chicago mayoral candidate update. A 2023 Chicago mayoral candidate update. All right. So, as we all know, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot looking to get reelected. Mayor Lori Lightfoot's mayoral opponents this week questioned why she attended the groundbreaking earlier this year for the Chicago headquarters of FTX. Yes, FTX, the story that me personally have tried avoiding for weeks and weeks, but it's made it into the Chicago news. So I guess I got to look at this weird guy and hear about this FTX, which has since filed for bankruptcy. Its founder, Samuel Bankman Freed, has been charged with fraud, money laundering, and campaign finance violations. Cam Buckner, around here we call him KB, a state representative and mayoral candidate, said Lightfoot owes this entire city an explanation about her relationship with Bankman Freed. The mayor responded. Lightfoot said, quote, I have no connection to them and I didn't take any money. She said at an unrelated press conference referring to a $200,000 independent expenditure made to Congressman Jesus Chuby Garcia. Lightfoot said given Garcia has been called the front runner in the mayor's race, it's fair game to ask him questions about his connections to an alleged fraudster. Oh, so she flipped it. Flipped yes. it on him. <laughs> well, I have so many thoughts. Uh, and uh, it's so funny. He's being attacked as being a machine. I don't even know what the word machine means in the context of that. Everybody gets campaign contributions. You know what I'm saying? So how does that make him a, a machine uh, style politician? I, wow, I, the word machine is so abused, almost as abused as the word progressive, which is has no meaning anymore whatsoever. I think people should stop using it. Um Absolutely. Every politician in the city of Chicago, the state of Illinois would have taken money uh, from Sam Bankman Freed, uh, just like Chewy did if he offered it to them. This guy was riding high and we just got finished talking about the lure of crypto, the lure of Robin Hood, the lure of get rich schemes that people fall prey to. And so it's like a miracle. How can we, we always believe in, you know why? Because we're, we're just so captivated by the, the notion of getting fabulously wealthy uh, really fast. And we have this love for people who are fabulously wealthy. We fall in love with them. We adore them. Elon Musk has a cult following because he's the world's richest man. Dave Chappelle brought Elon Musk up just to say, there's the world's richest man. And I'm sure Dave Chappelle was just kind of being mischievous when he did that. But we just... This notion that if you're really rich, you must be really smart. You must be like a powerful person that I don't want as, I want as a friend or an ally in the hopes that you'll give us some money. So, yeah, they would have all taken the money from Sam Bank. Too many people were lining up just to be seen with this guy. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Frank. Listener Frank sent me the photo of Bill Clinton. Why was I not surprised? Bill Clinton's sitting with uh, Samuel Bankman Freed at some, I don't know, gathering, some meeting. I love this guy. 
You know, well, he's he's good guy. Man. Uh, you know, and and like so, Sam Bankman Freed, he his thing was, uh, he really dresses shabbily and he plays video games. So that just like somehow or other made him even more attractive. Yeah, what a world we're living in! That screamed winner to people. I, I know they're like, he must if look at him dress. He dresses worse than I do, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I didn't think that was possible. Okay, he dresses worse than I do. At least the clothes I'm wearing are like clean. You know what I mean? I wash them on a regular basis. Kind of look a little dirty. But he was like, oh, it must be a genius if he's so rich and dresses so poorly. And Clinton's like, I like your look. I'll tell you what, man, it's cool. Uh, So Clinton was right there. He doesn't miss a beat. And then all of a sudden, it turns out it's like this, I don't know, Madoffian scheme where he's taking money meant for one entity and spending on another entity and just barely staying one step ahead of his creditors and the whole thing collapses. He gets arrested in the Bahamas, and now everybody's sprinting away from him. I had nothing to do with him. I never met him. I don't know anything about how I got the money that he donated to my campaign or why he would even want to donate the money. I am going to return the money. No, I'm going to give it to a charity. And so Lori Lightfoot's connection is not campaign contribution. Like uh, Chewy Garcia got a campaign contribution. Lori Lightfoot's connection, and I talk about this at length, I want to say with the great Manny Ramos, our investigative reporter, Manny Ramos, because he's done most of the digging on this. That show will drop over the weekend. Uh, But uh, Lori Lightfoot's connection is that her administration uh, promoted a grant that uh, Samuel Bankman-Fried company made to a not-for-profit in Chicago that was supposed to help uh, poor people learn get literacy training in finances i mean can you make this stuff up so they were going to like there would be money used to train poor people they would have a a a guaranteed income which would free them up to learn about to how markets work to know like the difference between a stock and a bond to know what uh price to earnings ratio i don't know if they're gonna go that deep ladies and gentlemen the kind of stuff that we learned back in business law back in the old days <laughs> they used to teach business law at Evanston township high school so that, that kind of basic literacy training for financial markets they were going to get that with money contributed by a guy who is allegedly a crook so the first lesson that you should learn is, oh, never invest with the company that is paying for your training. That would be the first lesson they would teach in literacy training, financial literacy training. So very bizarre scheme uh, hatched by a guy who is clearly trying to cover up his machinations by doing good, by pretending as though it was really all about helping the poorest of the poor when it was really about making more money. And the city of Chicago was like, yeah, where do we jump aboard this bandwagon? And they were like praising him and talking about what a great program this is going to be. You know, and it's like, it's like all part of this public private thing. This obsession the city has, like this goes back to the daily years. Rom really believed in this too. Like if you bring in rich people, uh, to work with government. That's somehow better than just having government do it itself because the Democrats are buying into the propaganda that Republicans put out that you can't trust government. But we can trust Samuel Bankman-Fried? 
That's what they're saying. We don't trust government. We don't trust what our police department, our fire department, our streets and sanitation, but we trust this guy. So that, yeah, that's the connection. And so Lori Lightfoot's going to say, oh, don't pay attention to that connection. Pay attention to the $200,000 or whatever it is that Bankman Freed donated to Chewy. And Chewy's going to say, oh, don't pay attention to that connection. Pay attention to the uh, the money that the city took for free to run this financial literacy training program. It's hilarious. I know. It's like if Bernie Madoff, well, he's dead, but if he came to town, and go, I'm going to teach a program uh, into how to make money in the stock market. Uh, stay away. <laughs> or if Donald Trump were to teach the program, another grifter. So there you go, D. Yeah, we'll be um, we'll be hearing a lot about this because neither uh, Lori Lightfoot nor uh, Jesus Chuy Garcia really has a good explanation, you know, which I mean, if they were. Yeah, I, I'd imagine it's never happened to me before, but it, it'd be pretty hard to turn down a bunch of money if someone was just like, hey, you want a bunch of money? You know what I mean? Kinda so, hard. Exactly. Kinda hard. so if you if you were to say that, that would be a more or less honest explanation. The dude came at me with 200 grand. I didn't know who would, he was. <laughs> yeah. Would you not take it? Who? Uh, who? Uh, Cam Buckner? Would you not take it? Rod Sawyer? Would you not take it? Willie Wilson? Would you not take it? Uh, you know, down the line of all the candidates running at Paul Vallis? You know, that, that would be more or less an honest explanation for yeah. how you ended up with money from a dishonest person. I could buy that explanation because right. it's the, real. If this feller came to us and was like, hey, he wants some money for the Ben Jarowski show. We'd be like, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I don't know, D. I would have done some, re- and then there would have been the phone call. Yeah, I would be calling Dennis. I don't know. What do you think, D? And D would be like, I don't know, man. I'm broke. Take it. Okay. Take yeah. It. And then they, uh, and then, <laughs> could you imagine? Right? Like, you know, there's nothing oh, out God. about this person quite yet. You didn't know. This person want to give you, hi, do you want money? Uh, yes, please. Well, Who here's the thing. No? I I always had strong uh, suspicions about crypto. So I'm like, ah, what the hell? First of all, the name itself, it's like something subterranean, hidden, <laughs> hidden money. What? I don't know. The name itself is a little fishy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, wait, so your money's hidden? We never see the money? How do we know it exists? I'm not quite sure what this crypto thing is. But somehow they got Matt Damon to do a commercial on the Super Bowl. Then they get Larry. Oh, my beloved Larry David. He did the commercial, too. Yeah, I. Uh, that's a very good point. I don't know. Super Bowl, you're in on it, too. Okay. <laughs> you, you, don't act like you're above it all. <laughs> oh, my God. What a scam. And they're still running crypto commercials. I saw one the other day on TV. It's some sporting. It I was watching my beloved Bulls. It's not to talk about my Bulls. Or are they really suffering these days? Uh, and... Uh, there was a crypto commercial. I'm like, give me a break. Enough with the crypto commercials. So anyway, yeah. So the fallout, we'll be hearing about uh, uh, FTX and uh, Samuel Bankman-Fried throughout the campaign uh, because, like I said, they really, Lori Lightfoot uh, and uh, Jesus Garcia do not have really good explanations. They're probably, each one is so happy that the other one is somehow or other implicated in this thing, you know. Whew. Thank goodness he took that campaign contribution, Lord Lightfoot saying, and Chewie saying, Whew. thank good she, her administration promoted this scoundrel. 
Hey, the well, company was in full, right near our old uh, studio, D. Get out of town. I am leaving. Hold on. Yeah. By the right Sun Times? At the bright one. Oh, I thought I saw some guy that looked like Kramer from Seinfeld <laughs> walking around. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that Kramer? It's funny. <laughs> Turns out it was just Tom Shuba. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tom. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Tom Shuba dresses way better than Samuel Baker. Just saying, <laughs> yeah, okay. you're right. You're right. Sorry, Tommy Two Joints. I don't yeah, want to get in bad. <laughs> I don't want to get in bad water with you here. All right, uh, Mayor Lightfoot did release another ad in her reelection campaign, oh my God. and thank God both Felix and Oscar are nowhere near this thing. Lightfoot delivers. What about crime? Oh, God, People don't God. know. Losers. <laughs> no, yeah. no. In fact, this ad is titled "Sacrifices." It features the time I had to take to watch this thing. No, I'm just kidding. It features the mayor talking about her parents. Here is the ad. I'm the youngest of four kids. Both my parents were born in the segregated South. I wouldn't be sitting here, but for the sacrifices that my parents made for me, and particularly my mom. My mother, my parents sacrificed everything to make sure that my brothers and sister and I could have a better life, a life that they could never have imagined. As mayor, I'm doing everything I can to widen and open up opportunities for those families who are growing up like the ones like mine. Well, I, uh, for what it's worth, think that's an absolutely legitimate commercial uh, for Mayor Lori Lightfoot to make, uh, considering uh, she came from a working class background in Ohio. Somehow or other, she emerged as a Chicago Bear fan. Not sure, quite sure how that happened. Uh, and um, she should be proud of that, how far she's gone. She was a very successful corporate lawyer, D, uh, and um, now she's mayor of the city of Chicago. So I absolutely positively believe it's more than fair game and appropriate for her to make a shout out commercial uh, to her parents. Uh, that said, it does sound a lot like the um, public service announcement she made. Good God. Can you remember this? I think it was in November of 2020 because it was the pandemic. Yeah, it was the pandemic. You're mm -hmm. right. It was Thanksgiving 2020. Uh, and uh, that's the time when the city of Chicago uh, joined forces with suburban mayors throughout the region to urge people not to invite their grandparents over to their homes for Thanksgiving, just to have uh, isolated Thanksgiving celebrations over Zoom. And um, in that commercial, she, it was a phone call. Remember, it was like she was making a phone yeah. call. And I forget who she was making a phone call to, but she, quote, unquote, broke down. And we played that commercial. And other mayors were like, remember the one mayor? It was the Highland Park mayor who was like. Nancy Rotaring. Nancy Rotaring. Nancy Rotaring. Well, what, what was her? It's like she's going to freeze the food or something. Freeze the cake. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I freeze my cake now because of that. It's delicious. Thanks, Nancy. And, you know, I didn't really, as, I'm like, this is staged. These are not real phone calls. Come on. Okay. I may have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. And by the way, D, it's really now snowing out there. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get distracted there. So, you know, I don't know. You're going to the well once. But you know what, D, here's the thing. And here's the reality. And I got to. Give credit to Gregory Pratt, Chicago Tribune reporter, for teaching me this. And uh, he put this in a tweet, which I read and I've talked about. I'm probably going to write something about it. 
there are what Gregory calls relatively normal people in the Chicago political universe. Okay. And I will now uh, read to you this tweet. Um, hold on. I have to follow it. Just bear with me. Here we go. Quote, I was at a party with relatively normal, i.e. not super political people, and they really like Mayor Lightfoot's video game delivers commercials. Make that make of that what you will, Dr. D. No, he didn't put that part <laughs> at the end. <laughs> he didn't. And so it hit home when I read that, that like relatively normal people who aren't paying attention, you know, they're not super political, but they don't know what's going on. They're clueless. All right. They're not reading Gregory Pratt's articles. If they did, they would know what's going on because Gregory Pratt tells you what's going on, but relatively normal people just going through life, happy and blissful. And all they know about politics is Oscar and Felix commercials. They aren't going to know D that Lori Lightfoot tears up at the mere mention of her mom. And she did this on those public service announcements because they're relatively normal people, which means they're clueless. <laughs> See, you could have gone two ways with it, D. He went, I was at a party with relatively normal, i.e. not super political people. Or he could have wrote, I was at a party with relatively normal, i.e. clueless people. He went the nice way. Typical me, jaded and cynical. So you know what? This commercial will probably work. Even more, like the next time Gregory Pratt goes to a party with his relatively normal friends, they'll be like, oh, my God, Greg, you didn't tell me she was just so super cool. Not only is she supported by Oscar and Felix, and I love them, but she loves her mother. Yeah, so, you know, probably going to work, D. It's probably going to work. And only people like you and me are going to be ones critical of it. And we're not normal. We're abnormal, okay? Relatively abnormal people, i.e. people who follow politics. Well, hey, you hear that, Felix and Oscar? You're a hit. Life with delivers. What about crime? People don't know. Okay, can you talk about something else? <laughs> people. One of the guys, I can't remember which is Felix or Oscar. Okay, they got the names of the odd couple. Boomers. That's for you, boomers. I don't think the relatively normal people that hang out with Gregory Pratt are boomers. They're probably millennials. They don't know who Felix and Oscar are. Uh, but the boomers are like, oh, my God, I'm voting for right now because I oh. love Jack Klugman. I think they're playing Frogger. <laughs> no, they're not playing Frogger. Anyway, uh, I think it's going to work. Uh, and, um, you know, and what the heck? Their vote counts every bit as much as... Gregory Pratt's vote counts. All right, so I think your overall uh, review here on this ad, yeah, this uh, one about her family, get lost. Let's bring back Felix and Oscar. That's what you're saying? I kind of like Felix and Oscar. Oh, they've warmed up to him. <laughs> when she shows up with the pizza. And then she shows up with the book. The last one. Yeah. Okay. She shows up with this book. I'm like, you're kidding me, right? You There's a book of all the accomplishments uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot uh, can claim. It's a very thin book. Uh, and sorry about that, DS. Easy joke. Yeah. Uh, but And uh, so I was like, wow, you made a book? Nobody even reads books. I'm the only one who reads books anymore, okay? <laughs> Everybody's reading their stuff on their phones. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, I really look forward to the next installment of Felix and Oscar. You know, it's just <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> kind of makes me feel good about Chicagoans. You know what I'm saying, D, in a weird way? Like, they're so innocent. Chicagoans don't like to act like they're tough. Oh, I'm a tough guy. I'm going to smack you in the head. You know, but really, they're just, 
they fall in love with Felix and Oscar. So there's something innocent. It, they're as innocent as this free-falling snow that is just coming down outside my window right now. But guys, do you feel that? Do you feel that in the air? I think Ben Jarowski's warming up on Lightfoot again, everybody. <laughs> it's happening right now. Like in the moment, in this moment, right now. Oh my God, I did vote for her in 2019, ladies and gentlemen. True confessions time. True confessions time. Yeah. Does that make me a relatively normal person? Uh, <laughs> interesting question. Interest, very interesting. Interesting indeed. Ben, you're holding up a sign here. Play the Felix. Okay, I'll pull it. He wants Life me to play it again. What about crime? He loves People it. People don't know. She's delivering record spending for violence reduction, getting guns off the street, and more money for police. You know we didn't get into this mess overnight. True. Getting out of it takes time. And Lightfoot has a plan, right? Hold on. I couldn't have said it better myself. Want to play? Love to, but I've got work to do for our city. Yeah, yeah. Schmucks. <laughs> got work to do. Uh, he loves it. Ben loves feel. He told me to play that just now. <laughs> Whatever you Can't say, wait boss. For the next one. Uh, next one of us. Okay. Uh, let's end it out here with polls. Let's talk about polls, baby. Jesus Chewy Garcia claims frontrunner status for mayor in poll commissioned by, well, a union that endorsed him. All right. But listen, all right. The International Union of Operating Engineers Local 150 backed Garcia in the mayor's race shortly after the poll was conducted. The poll ahead of the Feb uh, February 28th election shows Garcia with 25% of the vote to Mayor Lori Lightfoot's 18%, which would send them to an April 4th runoff. Here we are, already talking about the runoff. Paul Vallis follows with 14% in this poll and Willie Wilson with 10%. Uh, and that's WTTW's Heather Sharon who reported that. Yeah, and uh, we've been talking about that poll a lot over the last couple of weeks, or uh, at least this, this week. Uh, Chewy released the poll. Uh, his uh, ch chief political operative, Clem Balanoff, uh, texted just pretty much everybody he could think of who wanted to see the poll. Uh, and uh, as a result, Chewy, I guess, has decided, this is my guess, my speculation, to adopt the Rose Garden strategy. Uh, and the Rose Garden strategy named for Richard Nixon, where in that 1972 election, he just hung around the White House at the Rose Garden because he said he had too many important things to do uh, than to show up and campaign against George McGovern uh, and didn't even agree to a debate. And so Jesus Chuy Garcia is sort of acting like, you know, the first round's over. He's already going to be in the runoff. Uh, this poll shows and proves it. So he doesn't have any need to do any campaigning or go to forums. He, ditch the one we had uh, on the northwest side earlier this week uh he's just going to uh sort of wait for the official proclamation you know that's why i said the other day why, why even have an election i mean should we release the poll that's good enough right chewy's poll that must can we just end them save the money not have an election at all all right just chewy is our next mayor let's just proclaim chewy mayor mayor chewy chew on that so I um smiling a little bit. I don't know any of uh, one thing all the opponents agree on. I should put it this way. All of Chewy's opponents and uh, all the other candidates in the race, they all agree. <laughs> the poll's worthless. Uh, and uh, they're really kind of irritated that Chewy is acting as though he's already won the runoff. So uh, I think what the poll indicates, D, well, I don't know what the poll indicates. I will just say this. I believe 
that if you gave regular, relatively normal voters in Chicago, to use that phrase, uh, a quiz as to which candidates they have literally heard of in this election, the number one person that they heard of would be Lori Lightfoot, because she's the mayor, and I think most relatively normal Chicagoans know who the mayor is. So oh, let's give them thank God credit for that. Okay, you know, uh, hey, maybe Samuel uh, Bankman Free can fund a program in political literacy. How about that? We could use some of that. Uh, so I think number one, most Chicagoans will have heard of Mayor Lord. And if you ask the Chicagoan. Okay, here you go for 10 trivia points. Now, this one's going to be a tough one. Name the current mayor of the city of Chicago. Most of them would know, oh, I can do that. It's Mayor Lori Lightfoot. All right. Now, second, you ask most Chicagoans, relatively normal Chicagoans, name the guy, the politician with the mustache. They would go, Chewy. I'd say most Chicagoans, D. I'd say more than 50% of Chicagoans know that the politician with the mustache is Chewy. I'm Chewy Garcia. <laughs> After that, I don't know. You know what I'm saying, D? I, like, I would like to go to Gregory Pratt's party with the relatively normal people and ask them, name another candidate in the Willie Wilson. That's the guy who gives them. They know who Willie Wilson is because he's the one who gives away the gasoline. Right, D? So those are the three people they know. I don't know if they know who Brandon Johnson is. I don't know if they know who Paul Ballas is. I don't know if they know who Cam Buckner is, et cetera, and so forth. Rod Sawyer, Sophia King. So that's what kind of uh, Chewy Garcia is assuming. It's like, hey, come on. In the city of Chicago, if they don't know you, they won't vote for you. They know me. I'm in. I, I don't even have to campaign. I don't even have to leave Washington until, you know, this runoff is over. So that's what that poll is all about. D. Solidifying his position as someone, even the relatively normal people in Chicago know about. All right. And, uh, well, we'll go ahead and end it out here with your overall thoughts. Ben, you went out into the public on Tuesday. Tell everybody about the forum. Uh, it was an absolute blast, and uh, I want to thank uh, Rob Martwick and Sharon Martwick uh, and 38th Ward Democrats for asking me to do that, uh, to be the moderator. I thought all the candidates who showed up uh, did a good job of presenting themselves. They were all good sports. They played by the rules. Uh, before, the, before the debate, I remember Rob Martwick telling me, Oh, my God, if they talk too long, if they go beyond their, what, 60 seconds. I mean, there's restraints and restrictions at a forum because there's, what, eight candidates and each person wants a time to they have to get the chance to speak at the same time. You worry about somebody going over overboard and uh, talking too long. But, uh, nope, they played by the rules. And uh, so I was like, first, Rob was saying, you may have to we may have to turn off their mics. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn, that's what Mayor Daly like. You know, we're just going to turn off your mic. Old man Mayor Daly, not baby Mayor Daly. And uh, so, uh, but no, they all play by the rules. Uh, and, uh, you know, you could tell by their snippets of what they got to say, where they were coming from. They just, you could tell. So Willie Wilson, he's going, he's, 
He's going after the conservative vote. There's no doubt in my mind he is going after that MAGA vote on the northwest side. We talked with Ricky Hendon about this, who's the political strategist uh, for Willie Wilson. He's going after that MAGA vote. That's clear. Uh, Paul Vallis also going after the law and order uh, vote. He had a, a hitting hard on his campaign on his uh, uh, his proposal to add to the police force. Brandon Johnson going after the more lefty vote. That was pretty obvious. Uh, Cam Buckner and Sophia King kind of going after like more of the lefty vote. But they're also just saying they're talking about we need a new like sort of like a, we need a new political way of doing things in Chicago. The nastiness, the vindictiveness has to end. So they were sort of appealing to people who really don't like the style of Lori Lightfoot and probably didn't like the style around. So, yeah, you could tell just from the little snippets that they had where they're coming from. Uh, and uh, it's going to listen. I don't kid you. It's going to be a challenge uh, to get your message out when there's so many candidates. Uh, and if you don't have a lot of money to get on TV. So that's the challenge you're going to face. But um, I felt pretty good about it, D, overall. All right, very good. Thank you very much, Dr. D. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of joy of all in Illinois, without whom the show would be possible. And as Schiller, Ramos, and Ferris will tell you back home and all, they call him D, Dr. D, and the D stands for the marvelous. Give yourself a raise, take it up in a cash. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks.